Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. All right, y'all, I got to tell you that, uh, you know, the season that we're in right now uh, is so interesting. It's so deep. You know, so much is going on in the world. And, uh, and it's clear that we are in the end times, if you will. And uh, in addition to that, there are certain times and seasons in our lives that are just different, aren't there? I mean, I think that we can all understand and relate to that. There are certain times and seasons in our life, Brandon, that are just different. And there are reasons that they're different. They're oftentimes causes, things that trigger, but they don't often have to need to be necessarily, but just different than other times. I remember, as do you, September 10th, 2001. It was a day as normal. You, you don't remember September 10th, probably. Why? Because there was nothing unusual about that day, right? The next day, though, September 11th, 2001, that was a day that we all remember and never forget, for those of you who are old enough to remember it. Now we, are, we have reached that point in our history, and remarkably, it's nearly 22 years ago, uh, which is just absolutely mind-numbing. I remember that I was working for AT&T at the time, and, uh, and I remember I was there in the office in, uh, in a very large building myself, and and uh, eventually, you know, you, you heard something was going on, and then eventually everybody gathered around the television that was on the floor uh, and just began just watching. And it's like everything stopped. All the work we were doing just ceased. It was like one person after the other person after the other person started kind of gathering around the television when it was just obvious that something was different. This was different. This was something that was going to change things. This was not... Uh, just a, a, a normal day, if you will. I remember that I had uh, Braves tickets that night. <laughs> I was going to be going to a Braves game. I had my tickets, September 11, 2001. And, and I remember it. I just looked at those tickets, and, and it was clear that the world had changed at that point. And I still have those tickets. Of course, they, they canceled the game, obviously. And I still have those tickets, and I think about that periodically. That, that the world changed that day very, very profoundly. Everything stopped, and the days that followed would be profoundly different. Life had changed after September 11th. A lot of you remember, and, and, and tough, difficult things and some good things. It was an interesting season uh, in our country. There was, there was national unity, like I've probably not seen in my lifetime. There was national unity, man. We were all together in this. It was really remarkable on that level. At the same time, there was, there was like national caution, right? I mean, it's like everybody was kind of like, 
wherever you went, into any place of, with any amount of people, even a grocery store or something, you kind of went in for the first few days just kind of looking around. And, and I remember my, my, my job at the time with AT&T involved a lot of travel. And I, I remember the first time I took a flight, which was only a couple of weeks after September the 11th. And man, I have never had a flight like that in my life. It was so tense, right? I, I remember boarding that flight and you're just like, you know, looking around and, and you're sitting down and every little bump, you know, the, the, normally when a, a plane taxis, you know, it's going to bump, 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 or, you know, whatever, or, or in the air, you know, you have a little turbulence or something and uh, it's normal. But man, everybody was just so tense. You could, you could taste it. You could feel it. You could almost see it. I mean, it was just like you could cut it with a knife, the tension on that plane after September 11th. Some of you experienced something very similar. There was also quite an outpouring of love after September 11th, right? I mean, people were, were caring for each other, and there was, there, was, uh, there was community. It was almost like a national community. It was like national mishpacha in a way. You know, it was... It, it was just it was just different. It was definitely not that whole season was not business as usual. It really was not. It was not business as usual. Of course, we went to the war and everything. Friends, when something dramatic happens, oftentimes there is a corresponding change that happens. And uh, and we need to examine ourselves, especially when we're entering a time like this, a month like this, a season like this, a lull. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter one, please. The book of Ecclesiastes and the Tanakh written by Grandpa Saba, Saba Shlomo, Grandpa, Grandpa Solomon. <laughs> what did Solomon say? We know he was the wisest man ever to live. The book of Ecclesiastes, a very misunderstood book, uh, but pretty intense book for sure, no question. You know, th there is a tendency in our world today to get lulled into almost a comatose state, really, <laughs> for, right? For, for, all, for all of us, for all the world, oftentimes in our lives, it's just a tendency to kind of fall into this pattern here, one where, where days go by, day after day after day, after day. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can get caught up in the meaninglessness of this. The meaninglessness of day to day to day to day to day. And, 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 and it puts us in almost like a, a, a hypnotic state whereby we're just going along and going through the motions. Ecclesiastes chapter one, Solomon shaking us. Verse one, the words of Kohelet, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Futile, futile, says Kohelet, or the, the preacher. Completely meaningless. Everything is futile. Solomon was subtle. 
What does a person gain in all his labor that he toils under the sun? A generation comes and a generation goes, but the earth remains forever. Wow, man, that's, a, that's quite a way to start a, a book, isn't it? That's quite, quite a way to start a, a manuscript. That's like, that's like an absolute punch to the face right from the beginning. There's like no introductions. There's no like, hey, how you doing? And uh, well, let me kind of tell you what I'm going to be talking about today. Let me give you a little introduction. No, I mean, it's just like it, right when you show up, it's like slam right in the kisser. <laughs> My grandmother used to say that. My grandmother, wham, right in the kisser. My, my grandmother was a little five foot two uh, Jewish lady uh, and... Uh, and I just, it was so funny when she talked about, watch out, I'm going to give you one right in the kisser. She said with her New York accent, I never forget that. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of what King Solomon, you know, she was as gentle as a dove, man. Of course. Uh, that's why, now my grandfather, that was a different story, but okay. It's, it's, uh, this is what Solomon starts with y'all that this, this, strong, strong word in Ecclesiastes just builds on that, builds on that. Friends, it's the month of Elul. It is a time for reflection. While seemingly melancholy at first, actually King Solomon is giving us really important life advice. And it relates to the month of Elul that we are in right now. It relates to our lives for us to stop and think about things for just a minute. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Everything is meaningless day by day. What in the world? You work all in your labor, and what do you get? Generations come, generations go. The earth's going to last forever. But, but what's, what's happening here? Very interesting. Hmm. What message are we being taught here? It's a message that's confirmed many times in Scripture. We're being taught here that we can get into a rut. Hello. To the extent that we waste our lives away on that which is not important. It's so easy to get into this rut in life where we just day after day after day, how is today different than six months ago, than, than a year ago, than five years ago? How are the days any different? Is the day just the same? Is it a rut that we get in that we really don't change? You know, it's so interesting. You look, you know, my kids are older. You, just, you look at a picture of your kids when they're young, when they're four years old, and then you look again at a picture with them when they're eight, and it's dramatic, it's dramatically different. And then look again at 12, and it's dramatically different. At 16, it's dramatically different. 20, it's dramatically different. And then it's a little different. <laughs> and then it's a little different. And it's a little different. And okay, it's a little different. And, you know, 40 to 43 pictures, not that much different, really. Maybe another gray or two, maybe another pound or two. But, you know, basically, you know, you could almost... You could pass as that person, no problem, <laughs> you know? Similarly, I think in life oftentimes, it's just easy to get into a yom-yom, a, a day-by-day rut in life where, where, where life just kind of passes us by and we waste our life on that which is really not truly important. 
Okay, this is, these are things to reflect and think about here on, in Elul. Rosh Hashanah is only two weeks away, y'all. Colossians chapter three, verse one says, therefore, if you have been raised up with Messiah, keep seeking the things above where Messiah is sitting at the right hand of God. Focus your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Wow, that's, that's, that's a profound message, ladies and gentlemen. That is a, you gotta, wow, the message here, focus your things, focus your mind on things above. Not things here on the earth, but you know, it seems like that's almost all we do is focus on things on the earth before us. God is the one who structured the cycle of the holy days. It was him who put this in mind. And so we are forced, in this season, we are forced to stop. Oh, man, it's, it's really cool. It's really amazing. It's so beautiful that the creator of the universe knows us so well that he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I know how humans get. Got to put a, sometime, it, my kids are in college. Okay, you know, when, when you're working on a, an English paper, there's such a thing as a run-on sentence. Okay, that's where you're really combining two sentences and really, they should be two sentences, but you try to do it with an and or some kind of other punctuation. No, no, no. Sometimes you got to put a period. Sometimes you got to put a, sometimes you got to stop and take a breath before you start the next sentence. That's what the high holy day season is for, in part, my friends, to stop and to take account, to stop and to take stock as to what we are doing in life. It is a time that is not like any other time, if you will. This time that we are in is different. It's a different time of year. I'm talking about biblically. I'm not talking about what's in the world and secularly. I'm talking about according to the word of God. We are now entering a different time, this little season that we are in. It's a little bit different this year, this, this calendar year. It just so happens to be a little bit different because a number of the holy days are actually on Shabbat itself, which is kind of cool when that happens, but it's also a little bit different in that regard. But normally, typically, typically during this season that we are in, we are here for Shabbat. Then we are here for Erev Rosh Hashanah. And then we are come back the next morning for Rosh Hashanah morning, then Tashlich, then the Shabbat, then Kol Nidre in the evening, then morning Yom Kippur service, then the Yitzker service, then the Ne'ilah service, then another Shabbat, then Erev Sukkot, then Sukkot for eight days, culminating with Shemini Yitzirat Simchat Torah, then Shabbat. Friends, you should be here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot we should rent out cots <laughs> during the high holy day season y'all this season that we're entering is not 
business as usual. It's not. It's not business as usual, but I want you to think about it with me for just a second. And like it says in Colossians that we just read, we are being directed to focus our minds on things above, not on things on the earth. Do you see this? Do you see see how God structured this, y'all? He structured the calendar in such a way. He tells us in his word, my human children, you need to be focused more on what's above and what's eternal, not on the temporal, not on what's on the earth. Focus above. But he knows we don't focus on what's above. We focus on, the, on what's right in front of us, the issues, all the. But you need to focus on what's above. You need to focus on the eternal. But we focus on the. And so what does he do? In the calendar, he's like, stop. Every year, stop. It's the holy day season. The month of Elul, Rosh Hashanah, era of mourning, Shabbat, Yom Kippur, era of mourning, Ne'ilah, even the break the fast, Sukkot, eight days, Shemini Yitzirah, Simchat, there's a lot. And y'all, honestly, we should be here for all these things. I hope you're here for every one of those events. Morning, evening, morning, you know, all Shabbat in between, all of it. Why? Because the whole, one of the main points of this season is to get our focus away from ourselves and what we have going on here and focusing on that which is eternal. You see, it's, it's a refocus of our attention to fulfill exactly what Colossians is talking about. Why? Because it's just like, boom, it's, it's machine gun fire of nonstop wonderful, blessed events and things that we're doing. Rapid fire, in, in, in the best of ways, to, to get our focus where it should be that people don't often do. But it's important to actually do it and not just let these holy days fly by. The holy days can fly by and you're just like, well, okay, I went to one of the services. I'll go to one Rosh Hashanah. I'll go to maybe uh, Sukkot, uh, you know, Miss Yom Kippur, whatever. And uh, okay, I checked the box. If, if, if you do that, listen, lovingly, what's the point? This is done oftentimes in, in secular Judaism. People checking a box, going on high holy days. What good is that? It, sh- it should be transformational. Hello, amen? It should be transformational to us because it's different. My parents were living a very secular Jewish lifestyle. Smoking, drinking, having so-called fun, right? And then what? Something traumatic happened. Their baby son died and miraculously came back to life. But in the midst of the storm, they had called out to God in the most simple of ways. And let me tell you, the days, weeks, and months that followed were not business as usual. They were not business as usual. They knew that something miraculous had happened and they needed to make changes in their lives. You see, it wasn't business as usual. Beloved, it's a month of Elul. Do you realize that you need to make changes in your own life? 
so that it's not a business as usual season that we are in right now. John chapter nine, please. Yochanan, John chapter nine, something very interesting. Because friends, we need to be radical for the Lord. Radical for the Lord. We need to follow him with all of our heart, like the Vyahafta talks about, with all of our soul, strength, mind, with everything in us. We need to be serving God. We read about Yeshua in John chapter 9, healing the, the man blind from birth. It was a big deal. I mean, obviously, yeah, you, you heal a guy blind from birth, that's a big deal. Okay, I, mean, I think we all know that. Okay, fair enough. Right? And it's actually one of the signs in, in Judaism of the Messiah. One of the signs, who's the Messiah? Somebody who can heal somebody who's blind from birth. And so, and so Yeshua, by healing the man blind from birth, was in part proclaiming himself to be the Messiah. It's a side kind of insight into that story. But okay, so eventually the man who was given sight, washed at the pool of Siloam, I'll take you there to Israel. I'm doing a tour uh, next year, next spring. So eventually the man was brought before the Sanhedrin for questioning. They were, the man was being questioned by the religious leaders of the day who were dissatisfied about this Yeshua guy, right? And so here's a little, just a little bit of the exchange. The whole thing is in there. John 9, verse 24. It says, so a second time they called the man who had been blind and said, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. Talking about Yeshua. Verse 25, speaking about the man who had received his sight, it says, the man replied, I don't know whether he's a sinner. One thing I do know is that I was blind, but now I see. Wow. Man, there was something radically different about this guy now radically different about this guy. Each day, this blind man would sit and beg near the temple. But then Messiah showed up. Messiah showed up. And it was no longer business as usual. <laughs> nope. And he was unashamed to declare it too, even though they threw him out. Later, we read what? Later in that chapter, we read that he comes back in contact with Yeshua after the healing and he's washed the pool of Siloam. He's been, you know, grilled by the, the Sanhedrin. And, and then he comes and he meets Yeshua. Verse 35, it says, Yeshua heard that they, that they had thrown him out. Finding him, Yeshua said to him, do you believe in the Son of Man? But the man answered, who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Yeshua said, you have seen him. He is the one speaking with you. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Wow, what a moment. Wow. Not business as usual. I want to see a replay of that in heaven. Friends, when you meet the Messiah of the world, you should be different. When you, this man had an encounter. It was day by day by day, got in his little rut, and it was just the same thing every day. And, and, uh, and, and perhaps you're not blind from birth here, but, but all of us are blind in different areas of our lives. 
right? And we go day to day with, with some of the same things and maybe with some of the same gunk that we have. And we carry some of the same gunk that we had yesterday and the day before. And we're still carrying that gunk around with us. The word gunk is not in my notes, by the way. I don't know where that came from. I'm so sorry. You know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> Friends, when you meet the Messiah of the world, things should be different. Your goals should be different. Your dreams should be different. What you talk about should be different. Your attitude should be different. It should be different now, is it? I hope so. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. There's got to be something different. We have to have kind of an urgency in our spirits when it comes to the things of the Lord and looking at things above. This is incredibly important. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 some of you know this story. It says, Now while they were traveling, Yeshua entered a certain village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister named Miriam who was seated at the master's feet, listening to his teaching. That's what Miriam was doing. But Martha was distracted with much serving, so she approached Yeshua and said, Hey, Master Yeshua, doesn't it concern you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Then tell her to help me. Verse 41, very interesting. But answering her, the Lord said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and bothered about many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Miriam has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. Wow. <laughs> wow. Deep. I'm asking for you to stop for a minute. Don't be Martha. <laughs> Don't be Martha. It's the month of Elul. Here's the point. God creates a time in the year when it's not business as usual. The high holy days are that time. But it's up to you. It is up to you. If you are turning your ears toward him and, and sincerely looking within to determine what you need to be doing to more passionately follow God. You gotta really be looking, you gotta take advantage of this selah, of this pause, of this moment when it's not business as usual, where in the month of Elul, the high holy days are two weeks away. You've got lots of things going on in your life. Everybody does. Financial things, kids things, Parents things, school things, uh, you know, work stuff, health. I mean, there's, everybody's got lots of stuff going on, but here's a, a, a moment to kind of pause and say, hey, listen, don't get so caught up in, in, in the day-to-day -day that, you, that you're missing out on what's really important, the eternal. Not business as usual means that our whole perspective changes. No longer are we as focused on what happens around us. We're not as affected by it, if you will. Why? Because where's our focus? You know, it, it, it's, it's kind of like this. You know, is your focus this or is your focus this? 
almost always our focus is this. God is directing us. Our focus has to be eep, up, up. That's where our main focus. Yeah, we have to deal with stuff, of course. Everybody does. But this is a reminder to us, my friends. No longer are we as focused as much or worked up about what happens. So just, just purely as an example and just illustratively, somebody cuts you off on the interstate. Who cares? It's not worth getting that worked up about. It's really not. Listen, are you safe? Yeah, he cut you off and it's like, okay, maybe you had to adjust a little bit and you had to put on the brake a little quick. But is it worth ruining your whole day? with an attitude of like, why you, you give them kind of some kind of a wave with uh, part of your hand. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we, we don't do this. <laughs> no, no. It's just not worth it. It, it, it destroys your testimony. It, it, it messes up maybe what God intends for you that day. When someone says something not nice to us, is it worth getting worked up over? Whatever it is. And besides this, friends, we, we really should not be going about our lives in, in, in this kind of pattern day after day after day like Pavlovian dogs merely arising when the alarm goes off only to have a pointless day that ends with us laying down again to sleep and that's it. What good is that? It's easy for the adversary to pick off believers who are complacent and just going through the motions. It's easy. It's why he got a lot of them during COVID. There are people who, who were faithful and who were doing, but they were just going through the motions. They were going through the motions. And then suddenly, boop, COVID hit the pandemic. And, and I'm not talking about through their sickness. I'm talking about through their, in their service to the Lord and their faithfulness to God. And then suddenly they get out of the habit and it's like, you know, where are they? Gone. Gone. Not really. See, there, there's, there's no urgency. There's no faithfulness in this regard. They're going through the motions. How do we make sure this doesn't happen? It goes back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It goes back to what we read in the scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, please. Verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though our outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is renewed, yom yom, day by day. For our trouble, light and momentary, is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. As we look at what, as we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary. But what cannot be seen is eternal. Oh, golly, that is so deep. Man, when I was working on this message, it was like, man, I just read that over and over again. It was like, whoa, that's weighty. Whew. 
Come on, somebody. <laughs> we have to not lose heart. Get this. But to look at what cannot be seen. <laughs> I love Rabbi Shaul. That's a great f- phrase by, by Rabbi Shaul. I mean, if you really look at what the sentence says, and if you pick it apart, and if you understand it, that's exactly what he's saying. To look at what cannot be seen. Isn't that a contradiction in so many ways? He's asking you to look, to look at what cannot be seen. How can you look at what cannot be seen? It's such an interesting thing and message he's trying to teach us. And then he, then he explains, it says, for what can be seen is temporary. Is temporary. When I lead tours to Israel, we look at a lot of ruins. Temporary. Should the Lord tarry, man, everything you see is temporary, including us in our physical state like this. No, he says what we need to look at is that which is eternal. That that cannot be seen is eternal. Wow. See, we are indeed, as it says in that very chapter, jars of clay. We are jars of clay. But there is an eternity that is real and an eternity for us that is real. And so we have to stay focused on that which is eternal. Not our troubles, which compared to eternity are, what does it say in 2 Corinthians 4? Momentary. It's so very interesting, y'all. It puts things in such great perspective, you know, doesn't it? Everybody's got troubles. Some of you have harder troubles than others. More difficult. Some of you have really hard troubles. And yet Rabbi Shaul describes our troubles here on this earth as momentary. What a perspective. Compared to eternity, but the more we get that, the more we really receive that and understand it, the more we can deal with these momentary troubles because we get the big picture in mind and are focused instead on that which is eternal. Not that which is temporary, momentary, temporal of this earth. So this is, this is what that looks like. It looks like trying to make something we do each day have an impact on the eternal. If we're we're truly focusing on up, focusing up, focusing on the eternal, then it should be part of our goal each day, right, Dr. John? To have every day have some touch point that can affect the eternal. Now, some days, or maybe it doesn't quite as much as some other days, and listen, I, God understands this. I mean, he created, but that should be our vision to look for opportunities to affect the eternal. 
the, the temporary, temporal, okay, we got to deal with that. I'm not saying don't pay your electric bill. <laughs> you know, unless you want to pray in the dark. <laughs> I suggest you wait till it's less than 90 degrees. Uh, <laughs> okay, you, you got to deal with the, with the day-to-day. Of course, I'm not saying that just ignore it and try to be some kind of a, a monk. <laughs> a Jewish monk, that's funny. <laughs> that's 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 not what I'm that's not what I'm suggesting here. Uh, listen, we go through our day to day, but to always have an eye out, Carlos. Is there something, an opportunity that's arriving for me to affect something eternally, something in the eternal, the, illustratively? That could mean forgiving someone, forgiving someone. This can mean making a point to tell someone about God. Maybe it's saying just a, a word or two to the, to the server at a restaurant or to the clerk at the Target. I'm not saying, you know, to, to come across and like say, you know, start hitting somebody over the head, you know, hey, you need to, this, this is not, that's not what I'm talking about. We need to respect where people are at, but, but to provide opportunities to have an impact on the eternal This can mean biting your tongue when somebody says something mean to you and not responding in kind. This can mean singing a worship song in your car instead of whatever it is you listen to in your car. This can mean being in God's house every chance you get. This can mean humbling yourself before your God. This can mean serving the least of these because in doing so, we serve him. This can mean studying God's word. These are eternal things. These are looking at things above. You see what I'm saying? It's really a, not a subtle thing and it's not a small thing. It's a big thing. But the point here is that there needs to be concerted intentionality. Brothers and sisters, we can't just keep living our lives business as usual. Like King Solomon said, Melech Shlomo in Ecclesiastes, in the end, it will lead to meaningless futility. The holy days are literally two weeks away. Are you preparing your heart for something new that the Lord has for you? Are you pushing to consider how you might better focus on the eternal? Are you looking within to determine how you've been maybe a little too focused on this world and its cares? Or are you simply going through life like an android, merely following your programming? It's Elul. It's time. The title of my message is Not Business as Usual. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. Woo. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I've, I'm feeling Elul. 
Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I humbly come before you. And I want to ask everybody who's here, if there's anybody who has not said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, but you would like to, if you've never committed your life to God, but you want to, wherever you are, lift your hand and we'll pray together. If you've never turned your life over to God, but you'd like to, raise your hand and we'll pray. We'll pray the Lord will change you on the inside. I promise you it will not be business as usual. <laughs> Maybe you're watching online or listening in the podcast and you've never said that prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. Repeat this simple prayer after me and God will touch you. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins, God. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, Lord. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. Or if you're in the sanctuary here today, please see me after the service. We just want to celebrate with you. Lord God, it's the month of Elul. I pray for each and every person who's in this room and watching online or listening. Lord, I pray that you touch each and every one of us, Lord, as we are preparing ourselves for this holy day season, a time of great reflection. Lord, let us, let us take stock of our lives and, and what has caused us the most kind of angst and Lord, let us release that and let us turn our attention to that which is above. Let us focus on what's really important, the eternal. Not to say that we don't have to deal with the temporal, we have to deal with it. But let our focus be on that which is eternal. That changes everything. Thank you, oh God, Lord, we thank you for that. Help us, Lord, as we prepare our hearts to receive from you during Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Shemini, Sarah. Thank you, God, for this. We love you with all of our hearts, and we bless you for these things. Hashem Yeshua, in the name of our Messiah, Yeshua, we pray, amen, and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.com. Org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.